you dear 727 oh my god i was just thinking i was talking to anybody <laughs> you were talking to michael oh I my was god talking. oh good evening everybody 
Oh, I'm lost in my days, so i got to check out my calendar on here. It's like, it's Sunday, April 14th, 2013. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael. Hopefully everyone has had themselves a wonderful day. I know I have. It's always interesting. It's always interesting, too, when, you know, you listen to when spirit gives you a gut feeling of something, and you're like, eh, I'm just going to ignore it. And then you find out afterwards, Spirit was right. They were giving you a little message. Uh, we had a class starting, you know, for a while, and uh, I was like, "Well, you know, go ahead, let let this person come in and, and teach your classes with us. Not a problem." And uh, they let me know. They said, "Oh, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. We're not going to teach your class anymore." So okay, you know, things are a little crazy, anyways. Energies are crazy. So. I was given an e uh, given a copy of an email that said that uh, oh I told Michael we're not going to be doing the classes anymore on Monday nights we're going to be doing them over at somebody else's house instead and we'll just go ahead and keep it to ourselves like okay if you need the money that's fine not a problem just be straightforward and honest with me but something told me to be leery be cautious but I ignored it um, so then that happened and I'm like well you know that's perfectly fine and dandy just won't be having that person as a teacher there anymore. Um, so, you know, people, when, when people feel it, like I'm being sneaky, I'm being sly, it's like, you know, sooner or later, the truths all come out like that when you're being sneaky like that. Um, just, you know, if, if something comes up with somebody, you know, be honest with them, say, Hey, you know, um, I'm going to be doing this this way instead. Cause I could really use the money for this. You know, 99% of the time people will be like, Oh, okay. Not a problem. You know, I understand. But everyone's like, um, it's like, oh, Michael hasn't been to the center for a while. He doesn't know what's going on. It's like, I still know everything that's going on. It's like I've got, I get text messages, I get phone calls, I get emails, I get blind carbon copies of everything. You know, and you still know what's what's going on, even though you're not in the loop a lot of times. Even here on Blog Talk Radio, I still know what's going on at all times, even when it's like, oh, Michael's not around for a while. I still know what's going on. You know, my gut feeling tells me, oh, Arlene's going to be calling soon. And sure enough, here comes a text message from Arlene or from somebody else to let me give me a heads up on something. It's like, all right. But always go with your gut feeling on things because it will never let you wrong. And energies, if you've been feeling it lately, have been totally crazy, totally goofy. I was afraid I wasn't even going to have a computer tonight because all of a sudden it wouldn't boot up in the in the Unix operating system. So my hard drive is getting ready to crash. So I've got to go ahead and buy another hard drive for the laptop and figure out how to install it. I can take apart a tower. I can rebuild it, put the motherboard in, put all the chips and everything else where it needs to go. Not a problem. Laptop scared the heck out of me. But I'll figure it out and go ahead and get that done. Uh, it's all about, you know, you have to go ahead and keep everything organized, keep everything less cluttered in your lives. And if you ever wonder what is going on in my life, why is everything happening the way it is, it could be because the energies are blocked. We're always going through lessons. We're always growing, always having things in our lives. Uh, but sometimes you just feel like you're stuck, like the energies are stuck and it's not going anyplace. Hmm. Could be because maybe, um, you know, we all do this. Most of us do it. We all are pack rats. 
we don't like to get rid of anything. We don't like to throw anything out. Oh, well, you know, there's a great article. I may need it later on. So you save this magazine, and you save another magazine, and you save another magazine. Finally, you have a whole year's worth, and it's like, well, I know there was an article in there before that I really liked. Really? Why do you need that for? Or newspaper articles. So you save in the newspapers. And we save everything, or empty boxes. I may need one. Do you need it now? No. Then why keep it? And surprisingly enough, and we're going to talk about this, you know, I always have my reasoning for talking about a lot of things before we bring on the phenomenal guest. Everything has to do with energy and the flow of energy. And when you're hoarding and you're packing and you're storing and you're keeping everything all boxed up, and if you have it so much to the point where you have to walk through a pathway to get through one room or into the other, well, how do you think the energy is going to flow? It's going to hit that package of old newspapers and be like, ooh, we're stuck in the past. And then it's going to try to get around and, ooh, we're stuck over here too. And it's going to be bouncing around and going all crazy instead of just flowing freely. You know, it's just going to go ahead and stop. And there's a lot of wonderful things um, you know, that you can go ahead and do. And tonight's going to be an interesting kind of evening because what we're going to do is we're going to take your calls on how to go ahead and improve your life, how to go ahead and release those blockages, how to go ahead and get that energy flowing again. And, you know, trust me, this stuff works wonders. Because um, I have, you know, I have a few other experts that I have on the show every once in a while dealing with this subject and all. And, and I've got some books at home and I've done this myself. And you would be amazed at what you can release and clear up. So help me welcome. She's, uh, you know, and you all have to be real gentle and nice when you call up and asking your wonderful questions, um, because we have a lot of first-time people coming on radio. And like we tell them, you know, we don't bite. Not hard, anyways. But we try to be really nice and real gentle. And y'all are the best callers, anyways. I mean, from any other blog talk radio show, you know, we have the best of the best of the guests. And the same thing with the callers. So help me welcome feng shui expert, Melissa Stamps. Hello, Melissa. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing great, my dear. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm an energy designer, and I help people transform their lives, their living workspaces, and they begin to experience wealth, health, amazing relationships, and dynamic and successful lives. And the tool that I use is feng shui. Oh, feng shui is wonderful. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And would it be okay if I gave a little bit of background about it? Uh, in case some of your... gonna, yep, I was just going to ask you what exactly is feng shui. Okay, feng shui is an ancient, multidimensional path of transformation that's been around for about 5,000 years or more. Feng shui aligns us to the energies of the cosmos in heaven and the sacred energies of earth. Black sect, tantric, Buddhism, feng shui, which is my lineage. It's also called black sect, feng shui, or BTB feng shui, and it comes from pre-bone Tibetan shamanism, Taoism, Buddhism, from China and India, and Chinese folklore and, and the I Ching. So it comes from varied sources that will have deeply mystical and shamanic roots. So when 
Grandmaster Lin Yun Rinpoche, who is my master, brought Black Sect Feng Shui to the West from China. He also included environmentalism, ecology, psychology, and urban planning to make it more accessible to people in the West. So it's sort of user-friendly feng shui. So do you have any questions so far? Um, so far, I don't, but we'll go ahead and maybe, okay. maybe I'll come up with a few in a, mo in a moment. Okay, good. So in Black Sect Feng Shui, we work with ancient Asian principles of qi, yin-yang, five elements, practical and transcendental solutions, seen and unseen, and of course, intuition, which is huge in Black Sect Feng Shui. Now, the interesting thing about these influences is that they're present in all Asian energy healing systems like Qigong, Tai Chi, Asian meditation systems, acupuncture, and shiatsu. So these are included in all of these systems. So Feng Shui gives us the tools that we work with and that have been worked with for thousands of years. And the primary purpose is to create harmony and flow in our living and workspaces. So additionally, what it does is it changes our perceptions and how we see and experience our living and workspaces. And as our perceptions change, we start seeing possibilities and opportunities we hadn't previously seen. And therefore, it starts having positive influence on our wealth and our health and our careers and many other life areas. So it really is a transformational tool. It's energetic and multidimensional, and it works at many levels simultaneously. So can I give you an example? Sure. Okay, so we work with an energy grid called the Bagua, which is an octagon shape, and it's symbolic of all of the influences of the cosmos and the sacred earth as experienced by man in this dimension. So there's an area called career, which clearly has to do with our career success, and how we make money through our career and our training and the expansion of our career. But it also has to do with dark, dark matter, black holes, the cosmos, Hecate, the dark goddess of the underworld. It has to do with winter. It has to do with genetic codes and ancestral codes and ancestral memory. And it also has to do with the birth canal and the bones and the skeletal structure. So when we look at somebody's home and we go into their home and we see, like you gave a great example of the clutter, you know, wherever the clutter appears is usually an area of their life where they're having challenges. So, for example, if somebody's having issues with career, it could also have to do with some kind of like deep-seated genetic condition that they're experiencing or it could have to do with their vocation, that which they're called to do by a higher source. So this is very, very profound work, and it addresses many things multidimensionally, and that's one of the millions of reasons that I really love it. Now, because um, you take into effect all the different rooms in the house, uh, do you even take into effect uh, if it's like a storage room or yes. anything like that? Yes, and I'll tell you why, because once you apply the Bagua map, Everything is going to be in the Bagua, including closets, which is kind of like why it's such a joke when people cram all their clutter into a closet thinking it's going to kind of disappear. <laughs> it's still affecting their life, even if you can't see it. So, yes, a storage unit is going to be in the Bagua. It's going to be possibly a relationship area. It could be children, creativity, future. It could be anything. But you need to look at everything in the home or, or the office because it's going to have some immediate and profound impact on your overall life. 
Okay. Um, like for myself, um, I live in a mobile home, and we have an addition that we uh, that had uh, added onto it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but behind the addition, still attached to the mobile itself, also is a storage shed. Would that be included? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, yes, it would because if you're using it, if if you include it as part of your home and it's being treated as something that you use, then it would definitely be considered part of the bagua. Okay, because I know when you lay down the uh, the uh, the map, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the grid uh, corner there, um, it can go outside the home as well. Well, that can be considered a projection, which means you have extra area in that part of the home, but it's still included. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely take that seriously if that's the question. <laughs> yeah, because I was just curious, um, you know, just to let people understand, um, you know, if you have an irregular-shaped home that – because um, mine, you know, you've got the long shape, and then I've got an addition. Is so it I've kind got of an another... L shape at this point? Um, uh, no, it's almost like uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, uh, because it's off to the side. Mm-hmm. So instead of being fifty-two feet, uh, it's fifty-two feet long on uh, for the main part, but for the addition, it's only um like forty-two feet, but another ten feet outside is um a storage shed. Right. Okay. I would still consider that part of the Bagua, and I consider it a projection, but I'd have to see your floor plan. Okay. But it sounds like a projection, which is like extra energy in that part of the Bagua. Okay, because I know uh, like foyers and um, and stuff like that also can go into it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anything that, you know, as you know, because it sounds like you know a lot about this, um, I'm a black sect practitioner, and we use the Bagua, not the compass. So we start the understanding of the person's space and how they're working and living in it by laying down the Bagua map, which starts with the architectural front door. So once you determine whether it's a helpful friend's door or career door or knowledge spirituality door, it's pretty much smooth sailing after that. And you're also correct when you say that a lot of the um, modern architecture you know, has many angles, which is considered cutting chi and inauspicious and needs to be treated. But a lot of the really modern architecture um, has, like, a lot of missing guas. So you need to kind of bring those back in through secret, sacred, and transcendental cures and practical solutions. So do you um, look at just the whole house, or do you also then go ahead and take the uh, – I try to pronounce it correctly – the bogua? How do you say that again? Bogua, Bogua. Do you also take that into – and shrink it down for every room? Well, I don't know if we call it shrinking it down, but that's a really, really good question. Um, okay, so you have the overall bagua that starts with the architectural front door that we call the mouth of chi because that's where the chi enters the home. But every room that has a door is a separate bagua. So you have baguas within baguas. Okay. I, I guess that that's sense? what I was – yeah, that's what I was getting at. That's why I, I, I said, you know, shrink it down or – Yeah, yeah. Um, one becomes its own separate one. That exactly, because it's like universes within universes. Because remember, the template that we use for all of feng shui is cosmos and heaven and the sacred energies of earth. So we're always seeking alignment with these forces and source energy, and we do that through symbolic. You know, symbolic. Um, the bagua actually represents that, and that's sort of our primary symbol. So. Once you have entered the home through the mouth of Chi, you know, you come to another door and that's a new Bagua. So you're basically treating multiple Baguas, although you always start with the overall Bagua, which is the, the house itself. Oh, okay. 
So that's a lot of a lot of little details too, then. Yeah, this is very complex. I mean, it's very simple and it's very complex because it's yin and yang. But um, once you kind of get the hang of the bagua, it gets it gets you know it makes a lot of intuitive sense and it gets much easier. So on top of um, you know doing the elements of water and fire and air and all, um, you know, t- for for the whole house as a whole, then you also have to do it every room individually too. Then correct? I mean, you you can if you want to go deeper with the process. But you could do the whole home, starting with the mouth of she, and you still get amazing results. Okay. So if you just wanted to give yourself a little bit of an extra oomph there, you can go into each exactly. individual room. <laughs> it's actually called raising the percentages. Like, say, for example, you have, like, this huge deal, like you're about to get a film deal or something, and you want to make sure that you get it. So you'd, you'd treat the wealth area and maybe helpful friends and career of the overall space, but then you go into each room individually and treat those same areas. And that's called raising the percentages or giving it extra oomph, as you put it. Oh, very interesting. So I've yeah, got a lot of, I've totally got a lot amazing. Of I love this so house. much. And of course, then um, you know you take into consideration the bathroom, and because um, I know you can get down to um, from the feng shui that I've read about, mm-hmm. even doing things to um, for your toilet and your sinks and everything too, because you're yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because think about this one though, you know, because you know about the elements, and there are actually five elements in Asian energy healing systems. And sometimes you'll have a bathroom in the fame area, and water puts out fire. You know, so you basically have two sort of opposing energy fields, and they're kind of misaligned. So then, as a practitioner, a feng shui practitioner, you have to use different kinds of cures to kind of bring it back into alignment, so it actually is an ally, not an adversary. It would be like having a fireplace in the career area. It's the same basic principles, you know, because fire and water sort of neutralize each other. Okay, and the same thing too, like with uh, ceiling fans and all that other fun stuff. And but you do know a lot about this. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I've, like I said, I've I've studied a bit about it. That's why it's like you know, Arlene's like, you know, I hope you can come up with some questions and all this. Oh, I've got <laughs> oh, no, plenty. Amazingly. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, I, think, I, I think you must have telepathically read my thing about clutter when you were doing the introduction because I have a lot of that information, and it's really important. Yeah, cause, and I tried doing that over at the center as well too, trying to you know get rid of the clutter so it's not mm-hmm. all there and and you know seeing the energies flow. But I know from when I moved into this um, into the house we have now into the mobile, I'm reading about feng shui, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right, and I got to. Um, you know, get everything correct, and I'm like, okay, I've got this mirror, it's on this wall, and you know, mm-hmm. I can see the reflection of the bed in it, so that means I've got to go ahead and move the mirror, and i got Well, that's the not necessarily true, up. because it, it, different schools have different opinions about the mirror, which is a really good point, too. In black sex feng shui, because we work with so many transcendental cures and secret cures that are irrational and intuitive, Master Lin Yun's position is that mirrors can also be self-awareness, and the only time a mirror in the bedroom would be a problem is if it's reflecting a really, like, not auspicious view or something that isn't beautiful or something really harsh, you know, or something that creates negative chi. Otherwise, a mirror in the bedroom is, according to Master Lin, is, is fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I still have it in here, but instead I just moved it down about a foot down to where it's actually on a closet door. And how does it feel to you? Um, feels good. Okay, then it's probably a good adjustment. Yeah, because um, I just... When I first came in, I was like, okay, my back is bothering me the whole bit. 
mm-hmm. then I was reading about the mirrors, and it was literally the mirror was reflecting, you know, the bottom half of my body mm-hmm. uh, where it was positioned. So I went ahead and moved it to where it's no longer reflecting the bed, but it's right. off at the foot, and I feel better. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and then of course, you know, I'm dreaded though with uh, the ceiling fan um, directly overhead as well, and a light. So I know that all. Well, has they say to do that's, with like, that's like a wearing blender, like over you when you're sleeping. So you you may want to at least treat it with a round faceted crystal. Oh, okay. Any type of a crystal or anything in particular? Well, there's a special feng shui crystal that's used a lot in adjustments, and it's a round faceted crystal, and it hangs on a nine, um, a multiple of nine inch red silk cord. And it has to be nine inches and multiples of nine inches. So depending on the height of your ceiling, it could be, you know, 27, 36, 45, 54, and up, multiples of nine inches, depending on how high your ceilings are. But you can hang it on the fan, and it will mitigate some of that wearing blender energy. Oh, okay, good. I'll have to move my crystals in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really, really good adjustment because personally, I, I don't like ceiling fans. I, I know you live in the south where it gets hot, but I personally yep. don't like ceiling fans. Um, but a lot of people do, so if you're going to keep it, at least adjust it. Yeah, that's what I tried doing also is move, you know, moving the bed so I wasn't directly um, underneath it. So I just shifted mm-hmm. the bed a little bit so it's not you know completely um, covering up the bed. Well, it's probably that feeling a little bit better too, because that can, you know, that can make you kind of manic having that fan going all the time when you're sleeping. And I know so too. I don't know, about, I don't know uh, if you have a hard time getting to sleep at night, or if your sleep has been affected in any way. But that, that's one of the things that can happen. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go ahead and, uh, like I said, move the crystal because I do have a hard time sleeping a lot of nights. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And I know even um, having um, windows because I've got a, a window directly over the bed. Oh, really? directly behind the bed up above the headboard it's a small Uh window so i know it's you know best to go ahead and keep that covered well actually you know what you could do that would actually even be better because natural daylight is an excellent source of chi you could get like a tall standing plant like a ficus or even a silk ficus is acceptable in black sect feng shui because silk comes from a living source and you could put it behind the headboard of the bed in front of the window, and that would kind of diffuse the light, and it wouldn't make the room so dark as the curtains. Yeah, okay. So that's, well, a, pos- that's a possible adjustment. Yeah, because uh, it's a small room that we have, you know, being in a mobile home anyway. So I'll right. have to um, figure something to go ahead and put up um, in front of the window there. Okay. I'd, I'd try a tree because you're going to get the light, but you're not going to get the full amount, and... It's more auspicious than like heavy dark drapes. Yeah, no, or, I um, or I usually have, uh, yeah, I've got the mini blind, and during the daytime I open it up anyways. Good, good. Uh, but it's mostly, I guess, for at nighttime when you sleep, so it's where you don't have all that energy flowing through. Right, exactly. So you're, you know, a lot about this. Um, a little bit, you know. Like I said, I've done, I've done my homework on it, and it's very, uh-huh. uh, it's always been interesting. I mean, even to the point of, um, I know some people that do it for the gardening. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely feng shui landscaping. It's amazing. So, and, um, no, because I know, you know, you put the different elements all over, and um, now I live um, maybe 20 feet from a, a small lake, from a body of water. <laughs> now, when you go Is ahead and do... it in front of you or behind you? Uh, it's behind me. Okay, you want to adjust that, too, because they say it's not as, as auspicious to have water behind you as it is in front of you. Okay, because I do have uh, one of those um, waterfalls, little portable water fountains. 
Oh, those are awesome. Uh, outside, I, love I have that outside uh, near the front door. Okay, that's that's auspicious. I like that. Because I was uh, going to actually move it into the back so I can use it to meditate more. Oh, that's really good. I, I think water in an environment just makes it so much more harmonious and beautiful and relaxing. So, cause, uh, yeah, because I was just wondering about, you know, taking that into effect, being that it's right behind me. I'd have to kind of use an intuitive adjustment for the lake behind you. Um, you might want to put some trees in between, like plant some trees in between the lake and, is it in the back of your mobile home? Uh, yes. Yeah, we okay. have an oak tree I, I would, um, a little bit uh, behind us, too. Okay, so I would recommend maybe getting some, some trees that you could plant that separate the back of your home from the lake and create a mountain for support. Okay, how about like a fence or anything like that? Can that help? Mm, it's a different intention, and intention is incredibly important in black sex feng shui. And see, also remember, because you know about the elements, that water feeds wood. So that's a creative solution because energetically the water from the lake will feed the trees. And then you'll have a mountain behind your home for support. So if you're up okay. for it, it would be a really, really good adjustment. Okay, yeah, I've got some... Um some different plants I can put in the back there as well and do some different things. So it's interesting. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you'll really be happy with it if you do it. I really I really do. Yeah, this week I'll be putting up my uh the fence a little bit so I can just, you know, get rid of some other some of the neighbors' energies so they don't keep coming around and <laughs> uh, Well there's an there's an adjustment for that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love uh, black sex they're always adjustments. They're really powerful. In fact, can I tell you a story? This is like a true feng shui story with something sure. that I did professionally. Okay. So I was working with a real estate agent in South Jersey who was having a really hard time selling this brand-new townhouse. And it was kind of near Atlantic City. Okay. So it was really nice. Everything was brand-new, new paint, new carpets, everything. And it just wasn't selling. And not only was it not selling, nobody was even coming to look at it. And so he said to me, like, will you come and have a look and tell me what you think? I go, yeah, let me come over. I'll do a space-clearing ceremony and a house blessing because it's basically unfurnished. So we hung a mirror to bring in an auspicious view because part of his, he was very modern, and one of the guas was missing. So we brought the gua back in to complete it. Um, we put some beautiful purple and yellow irises in a gorgeous vase, like in the same area, to elevate recognition and being seen. And then one of the constant complaints was that it was it was near this kind of inauspicious area. I can't remember what it was, but it was something people always reacted to. And so I bought a concave Bagua mirror, which is the one that has like the sunken the sunken part. And what it does is it shrinks the images and reverses it. So when I hung the concave Bagua mirror outside this house People didn't even notice this inauspicious view. Like, no one even talked about it after that. And then the house sold, like, really shortly thereafter. Oh, wow. That's a totally true story. I was like, it was, like, so amazed. I mean, I get amazed, too, because I know this stuff works, but when you see it in action, it's like, wow. Yeah, it is amazing. And um, even, you know, the, the the way to go ahead and paint the room colors and all, the, that mm -hmm. all goes in. Does that work into that as well? Yeah, I mean, I always recommend people work with color because, A, you know, America's big on, like, the beige and white walls, and 
I love like ultra white walls because it's sort of beautiful and pure and austere, but it's also a little bit hard to live in. And as you know, like our auras and chakras are created in part by color frequencies. So when we're not getting the colors that we need, it's like not getting nutrients that we need. So I really recommend color for people, like whatever their threshold is. Um, but it's also like the fastest way to transform a space is to paint it. Yeah, it definitely makes a big difference with painting because I know um, I went from uh, opposite walls over at the center where like well, one was like a pastel sky blue, really light, light baby blue. Uh-huh. Um, and then the opposite walls were like a real pale mint green. That sounds pretty. So, so it sounds it, but it's like, and it was like, hmm, okay, not, you know, not bad. And it gave a different energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was like trying to re- redo things. And I was like, all right, I need a change in here. And um, didn't work out. I had somebody going to go and paint a mural, and the uh, mural took over the whole wall, which wasn't supposed to. And I'm like, yeah, I got to redo it. So we actually painted the whole place a deep, um, mm, almost like a royal purple color. Ooh, that sounds gorgeous. Uh, with gold um, accent. Well, you know, those uh, are wealth right. colors. The purple it, it is worked. definitely a wealth color, and the gold is kind of like a, a metal color, but the sort of vibe of the gold is wealth also. Yep. So, I mean, it definitely worked out because then all of a sudden after we painted it, um, we've got, you know, the congregation uh, over at the center is just growing exponentially. Uh, it's just, you know, since we painted, it just seems like, you know, we're almost standing room only on Thursday night. That is Same excellent. thing with Sunday. So we're but actually going to be expanding. A simple, a simple adjustment like painting completely changed the energy of your space. I mean, you hear this over and over again from people when they paint. Yeah, it was just truly amazing how all of a sudden it just brought that all in. And I was like, wow, I kind of like this. <laughs> Yeah, I so think it's really fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic that you were bold enough to, you know, not be happy with what you had and go for something different, and then it worked really well. Yep. And I think for the um, the actual church itself, this, uh, the chapel part, because we're expanding next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're doubling our space um, to what we have currently have now. So that's going to be a whole other feng shui part, because when we open up the wall and put a doorway in, that connects to two events, so then... Um, we got to go ahead and do the layout then instead of the way it was now is we have to include the other room with it then, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do. But, you know, you should really do a blessing ceremony before you do any construction. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do do a cleansing and and blessing of it first, and then we're going to open up um, a doorway between the two two rooms. That sounds fantastic. Now, is it going to change the layout of the Bagua from what it currently is at the moment? Yes, because we're um, exp- we have 800 square feet now, mm-hmm. and we're we're in a, a shopping strip, so we're actually getting the next storefront over as well. So oh, wow. we're we're actually um, you know expanding to double our size. That's amazing. So we're going to go have to do the Bogua again um, to incorporate. Yeah, that because it, it changes. You know, they say that the di- the Bogua is dynamic, um, mysterious, and ever changing. So you see, even by changing the layout of your room, you're going to end up with a completely different Bogua. Yeah, because the whole thing itself, like I said, is going to be. We'll have two two doorways, but we'll have the one connecting the two together. So that's going right. to be one one again, one business, one location. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go ahead and redo uh, redo everything there and then take each, take the rooms um, separately again. 
So we've got quite a bit of work to do um, over the summer. Yeah, but it sounds exciting, though. It sounds like a great project. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to go with the purple inside the uh, the chapel area, so I think we want a different color in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we may leave it white. I'm not sure. It's just accent. We do a lot of candles in there, too. It sounds it sounds amazing. And also, like, if you would like to send me, you know, um, a scan image of the space that you're going to be adding, I, I mean, I'd be really curious just to see it. Okay. Um, and I do know uh, you have to take in the compass points and the directions. I know our doorway, front door faces east, and our back door faces west. And mm-hmm. they're not directly aligned across from each other. They're offset, so that helps uh-huh. out with the energy flow. Yes, yes, because you don't want rushing chi. So, see, I mean, learning a little bit more, you know, um, I've done, you know, some of the research and some of the homework on there. So, that, I mean, that takes a lot for you all to do um, to do anything. Yeah, but, you know, it's so worth it. It's so worth it when you're complete because it really, you know, like I've done a lot of feng shui in different places. I also am a kind of like new investor in real estate. And so whenever I buy something, I space clear it and I you know, paint it and I you know, design it or stage it or whatever. And it's, you know, however much work goes into it, I'm always so happy when the project's done. And, you know, it's never really done either, as you're seeing for yourself. I mean, you get a piece of property or you get a space, and then as your life expands and changes and you see new opportunities, the space begins to expand. And even though um, changing furniture or rearranging, then you have to you have to go ahead and redo things again, correct? Exactly. And also, you know, it's really funny because I just met a woman at an event on this past Thursday night, and she actually had had her apartment in the city done by my first feng shui teacher, Nancy Pietro, who's, like, totally brilliant. And she hasn't done anything to her apartment, like, since Nancy did her feng shui, which is, like, probably 10 years ago. And I said, well, you, you know, you, you may at the very least want to space clear it because I'm sure that you've had different life experiences and different life dramas occur since Nancy did your your apartment and I said also too, you know, your life is changing, you know, she she bought a new business. I mean she's just done some things that have changed the dynamic of her space. And since Feng Shui is based on principles of animism and life force and, you know, dynamic energy, you want to kind of have the space change with you so that it can support you. So how do you recommend uh people to go ahead and do the um the clearings, do the uh, the cleansings and all? Okay, well, there are a couple of different levels of the cl- – well, first of all, like you brought up a genius point, which is that you've got to start with the clutter. I mean, there's really no point in hanging crystals or wind chimes or moving furniture until you eliminate the clutter because the clutter blocks chi. And you can have the best, most amazing feng shui person come in and help you, but if you've got all that clutter, it's not really going to make that much of a difference. So the foundational thing that everyone who's seriously wanting to do feng shui needs to do is to eliminate clutter. That's the first thing. And, you know, clutter can be anything from a slight mess to a serious hoarder. And I'm sure that no one on your call is a serious hoarder. But, um, you know, it does get in the way of the chi flow, and it can do anything from create, you know, weight problems to depression to lack of focus to, you know, lack of ambition. So it actually is pretty serious. It's not just stuff in the way. It actually has an emotional charge. So one of the simplest ways to deal with clutter, and this is like all the really famous, you know, feng shui clutter people talk about this, is you make three piles and you commit like 35 minutes a day or several times a week so you don't get overwhelmed because like when people get overwhelmed, they just give up and they don't do anything. 
So when you, when you create three piles and the first pile is stuff you know you want to keep, and then the second pile is stuff you're not sure about, you're kind of on the fence, and then the third pile is stuff you know you're perfectly happy to give away or donate or give to a friend or just toss. And then you just keep refining the piles over time, and eventually you end up with no clutter. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it helps to have a system only because clutter can be so emotionally overwhelming, and getting rid of clutter, say stuff you haven't seen for years, can bring up a lot of emotion. I don't know if, if you've noticed that. I definitely have. Yeah, when you go ahead and clearing through things, yeah, it does bring up quite a bit. Yeah, it really does. And sometimes people even recommend that you have a friend around just to kind of, you know, cheer you on, cheer you on as you're doing it. Now, like uh, uh, knickknacks or your dressers and things like that. That um, even go, going into detail with all those of having certain things in certain ways and not having too much. Right. Well, there, there's some basic theories about clutter from from a feng shui perspective, at least about black sect feng shui perspective, and that's basically. If it's collecting dust and you never use it, it's clutter. You know, if it's clothing that you haven't worn for, you know, three to five years, it's clutter. If you have, like, dirty, beat-up gym shoes that are torn and, like, you know, well-worn and they just sit in the hallway or in your closet, they're clutter. Um, You know, clutter, you gave a great example of, like, just empty boxes that people leave after they've, you know, taken stuff out and just leave them. That's definitely clutter. You know, old books, magazines, things that literally collect dust, you know, they they do not have a useful or functional purpose and they do not uplift your spirit or your chi or make you happy. I mean, you've really got to start looking at that stuff as clutter because, you know, like I just said, everything has an emotional charge. You know, gifts that people gave us that remind us of the person, say somebody, your girlfriend or your boyfriend gave you something and you had a really bad breakup, that object still has the emotional charge of that experience, uh, what about like if you collect things like comic books or um, like little M&M, M&M figurines or anything like that? Well, if they uplift your spirit and they have value to you, then it's not clutter. But if it's just stuff that's kind of blocking new experiences or new possibilities from entering your life and you get bummed out when you look at it, then that definitely you know qualifies as clutter. Okay. Well, I mean, does that make sense, though? Uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. So, uh, and that's why, you know, I uh, love having a, the discussion going back and forth and talking because then I'm coming up with different questions and it, hopefully it's helping other people to understand what's going on too. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, having the, the bag of groceries in there um, still in the bags and sitting on the table, that's clutter. Well, it's borderline clutter. I mean, hopefully you'll put them away and, and get some use out of the groceries. But if they just sit there and, you know, the milk goes off, then, yeah, I'd call that clutter. Okay. Yeah, just gives people ideas. Like it's like, well, you know, I went grocery shopping and and I left the canned goods and other stuff still in the bags and they're sitting on the kitchen table because I just haven't put them away yet. Right. Well, I mean, it's it, it is a borderline thing because really there should be a function and a place for those things and they should be useful to you in some way or be nourishing in some way. And if it just sits there, kind of like again, just even energetically collecting dust or. You know, you hurt your hand when you forget that it's there because you slam your hand into it. Then you know it becomes clutter because it's just something that's in the way. So it's not clutter if you use it, and it's not clutter if it's functional or supports your life in some way. But if it if it's something that kind of sucks your energy, gets in the way, has you know reminders of of not happy times in your life or causes frustration, then you really need to look at it as something you want to eliminate. 
Okay, now when you go ahead and do it for the uh, for the home, you're doing it for everybody in there, or is it for each individual person? Does that make a difference? Um, yes. Um, I personally, I'm not a, pr a professional organizer. I will tell people that they need to clear their clutter, and I'll tell them why they need to clear their clutter. But it's kind of one of the things like they need to deal with it because it kind of came from something in their life. You know what I mean? So. I can I can you know champion them and, and explain why it's a really good idea and encourage them, but it's really kind of I know I don't clear people's clutter. It's not something I do professionally. Okay, um, prime example. I'll, I'll put it this way because other people will probably be like, oh yeah, that fits me. Um, and I, you know <laughs> I've got my clutter, uh, but my other half loves collecting things. Uh huh. So much so to the point where he's like, oh I like this, and to me I'm like that's overkill. That's clutter. Now, how does that affect the energy for, because is it two different types of energy then, energy for him and energy for me, or is it energy yes. for the whole house? Well, you, well, it, it does all of the above. Okay. You know, like you, you have a specific relationship. You sound, like, you sound like you're someone who's willing to let stuff go if it's not serving your highest good. That's the impression yeah, when, I get. Yeah, when it's like, okay, I've got to keep dusting this, and it's just like, really? I, you know. But some people, you know, they... they have a hard time letting go because they're, they're not sure if they can replace those things again. Like if they throw it out or they give it to someone, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I can't ever replace that. Maybe I shouldn't give it away in the first place. Yeah. You see, that's, that's, that's a consciousness thing because really something much, much better and more supportive of your life and success may come through once you release it. Okay. Well, uh, but I guess because um, that, that affects it for you, but like I said, with, with the two of us, that's yeah, yeah I mean, he, are you asking me if his clutter affects your life? Yeah, let me put it, yeah, that's, I guess, what I was getting at. Yeah, I mean, to some extent it does, but as long as it's not, you know, you're not tripping over it or, you know, getting allergies because there's dust on it or it's affecting your connection to your your partner, it's kind of his issue. I mean, if it gets to the point where it really bothers you, then you need to say something about it and just ask him to look at it and say, you know, like, how much meaning does this really have for you? Oh, okay. And likewise, he can do the same for you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, well, do you want to go ahead and uh, take a few calls and see who we can help out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good. We'll bring on Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Hi, Michael. Hey, Hi, Melissa. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Um, I'm making it. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask, I'm kind of uh, in a situation that everything's stuck here, and I'm trying to actually move, and everything just seems to be stuck here. I'm not getting anything done, and I wondered if there was something... I could do in the apartment that might help with the feng shui. Yes. Um, the first thing you can do is look and see if you have clutter, because if you're going to be moving, you're going to need to get rid of the clutter anyway, because you don't want to bring clutter to your new environment. So if you have things in your home that you haven't used for a long time, or you have, like, broken appliances that you keep thinking you're going to get fixed, or you have, like, you know, old magazines or newspapers you know, like that Michael said, that you keep thinking you're going to keep it because there's an article in it that you never actually refer back to. Start looking at really basic stuff like that, and as you start eliminating the clutter, it's going to start 
bringing through new energy and all of a sudden, you know, your space is going to start feeling bigger and more expansive and things are starting to shift for you. Yeah, I lost most of my stuff, so I really don't have my clutter anymore. <laughs> okay, well, that's I guess that's a good place to start, but what 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 is it that you feel is keeping you stuck? Um, money's work. I'm in Montana. I want to go back to Arizona. Okay. Well, um, what I might be able to do is to send a copy, um, a PDF of a Bagua, and then you need to look at your architectural front door and put it, but put the overlay of that. My feeling is that you may need to do put like a, a moving water feature in wealth and career, in the wealth uh, and career areas of your home. That would really, really help. Okay. okay. So if it's not that a clutter issue, which is fantastic because that's one thing you don't have to deal with, you may want to just energize those areas because you're saying wealth and career. Well, that will really help stimulate those energies of those quas. All right. All right. That works. And I also had, Michael, if you don't mind, I had an announcement. Oh, go ahead. Um, I heard from uh, Claire Braddock today. I don't know if you knew this. Um. She is launching a new site called Top American Healers. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. See, I talked to her today, and yeah, she just is now doing it. So Arlene thought that would be nice. And I asked her, and she said, yes, definitely. Go ahead and um, tell Michael. So that's uh, what she's doing. Sounds exciting. Definitely needed, yes. Yeah, I thought it was very exciting. Yeah, it's something we needed, the healers. All the healers. All righty then, thank you so much, Melissa. Oh, you're very welcome, Juanita. For your information, it was great. Okay. Good luck. Good luck with your move. All right, thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So how can everyone reach you for um, private consultations? Okay, well, my website is colorpriestess.com that's c-o-l-o-r-p-r-i-e-s-t-e-s-s.com and they can email me at info at colorpriestess.com if they have any questions I'd be happy to help out cool let's go we'll grab another call let's bring on let's bring on Jay hi Jay hey Jay hello so how can Melissa help you I just wondered, um, I'm looking, Melissa, it's great to talk to you and, you know, oh, uh, regarding you your, too. yeah, it's really, really interesting <laughs> conversation. Uh, I just wondered um, about clutter and things like that. I cleared a lot of clutter of my, my apartment mm-hmm. and I just wondered, I got some stuff at the door right now that's actually, uh, that's free flowing there, but it's, I got most of that out there. Um, what do you do to attract more, you know, business and things like that? Uh, that's kind of like outside of your apartment, but uh, to bring the energy in. Uh, okay, now recommend? do you have like an office space somewhere outside your home, or are you working from your home right now? I'm not. Yeah, I'm working actually from a private place right now. Okay. And, um, uh, well, it would really – see, here's the thing. I mean, there's some universally awesome feng shui adjustments that I can recommend that are uh-huh. kind of – that will work for everybody. But in a case like this, I'd kind of – do you know enough about feng shui to know what, what entry door you have in your home and office? 
Yeah, I have. Which way is it facing? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're standing outside, is the door to the right, the center, or the left? Um, the door outside my apartment is facing. Yeah, like the door that you enter when you're sitting in the hallway, is you look at the wall of your actual apartment and the and the front door to it. Can you tell if the door is to the right or the center or the left of that wall? Oh, gee. Um, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I know it's confusing. Yeah, it is kind of confusing because it's facing actually west. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. What you could do is you, you need to look at both the desks in your home and your office, if you have a home office too, and make sure there's no clutter on the desk. Um, if you could get a fountain, because fount- fountains and water have to do with the movement of money and business and business success and business contacts. So having a moving water feature in your home office and your professional office would be a fantastic adjustment. And you could either put them – see, I don't know where your desk is, so I'm trying to visualize. Like, where is your desk? Oh, uh, my uh, my computer desk actually is actually uh, facing uh, east. Not facing east, but it's uh, – if I'm talking right now, it's actually facing south. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually do black sex feng shui, so we don't really use a compass. We use, like, the door as the relative positioning. Okay. But what you could do is even put a um, water feature on your desk if you have enough room, and that would definitely guaranteed stimulate the flow of money. And if you want to, um, my my email address is info at color priestess, and if you want to, like, do a simple hand-drawn image of your office and, you know, send it to me as a PDF file, I'll call you back once I see it and I can tell you, like, exactly what to do. Oh, sure. That'd be great. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I will totally do that. Um, and, and I'd recommend that you treat both your home office and your professional office to raise the percentages to, like, you know, as Reverend Michael mentioned, give extra oomph. Okay. So that's yeah, what I would definitely. do. I definitely look look at helpful friends, and I look at wealth, and I look at career. I look at those three guas specifically. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, because I live in an apartment, um, I can't change any colors. Like I just change basically, you know, where the desk is and things like no, that. No, that's okay. I mean, the, the desk thing. is the desk position is hugely important, especially with what you're going through right now with your career. If you're, you know, selling a business, buying a business, wanting to change, you know, a career direction, you don't have to paint anything, but you could get like a water feature and maybe like a tall standing ficus plant. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to do that. I'll, I'll, what is, I'll email you what the layout looks like. Uh, that would be so awesome, and I can help you. It would be re- really, really easy once I see it and I see where your door is. Then I can give you some really good information. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, sure. Thanks so much, Melissa. Yeah, thanks. thanks, Michael. You're welcome, Jay. We'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, I know we've got... Let's bring on Arlene. Arlene's got some questions. Hi. Hey, Arlene. <laughs> I do have questions. Okay, let's do it. Well, um, I'm looking to, I mean, I, I you know, I told you I, I just got a new job, right? So I started yes. um, late in December. And uh-huh. it is something, it's something totally out of my line of work. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm learning and, I, you know, and it's good and everything. Um but, you know, I want to make sure that I keep moving, too. Like, I don't um, – it's funny, I'm just starting. I'm saying, like, oh, how can I get promoted or something? 
Fantastic. I know, right? But I mean, I have a well, you know, and I'm going to say overall, I have a lot of recovery to do, you know, like financially mm-hmm. and everything else. So, and I just want to, you know, I don't have a lot in my house. I'm going to say furniture-wise or anything, because I told you, you know, what happened that, you know, mm-hmm. I was away for a year. And when I came home, my neighbor had bed bugs, didn't tell anybody, and I just started throwing everything out, you know, without right. thinking and everything. And, um, you know, and then ten days later, I lost my job. So, but I do have a I have a desk that I don't work at like for work even though I'm working at mm-hmm. home. It's in the same room that I'm in, which is really like my combination living room and dining room. I live in a townhouse. So the desk when I started moving stuff around, I did make sure cuz I thought like if I was ever going to sit at that desk and do anything, I thought it's supposed to like face um a doorway, but what it is is that when you walk in my townhouse, mhm the desk is right there to the left, so it's on that wall the same where the door is. It's facing that wall. Now, I'm going to tell you to the right, I have a small half bathroom as soon as you walk in. And I will tell you that somebody, I can't remember, I think it was either um, I listened to a show somewhere or I read it somewhere, that that bathroom being there, it's like a bad spot. And they told me, I think, to buy some kind of a swan or something and put it next to the sink. I can't remember what it was. But... um because it's in the front of the house, mm-hmm. it's like a half bath that's like in the front of the house. But right. where I work and like where I'm sitting now is exactly where I work. I have a huge dining room table, a big dining room, big dining room table, and I'm facing the desk, you know, right in the doorway, and the sliding doors are that are in front of me, like off the living room. But I work like facing the front of the house at my dining room table. Okay, um, <clears throat> that's all of information, Arlene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. sometimes I say, "Am I facing the right way?" Am I? Well, okay. Let me, let me. I'm trying to visualize this as you're saying it. But if, mm-hmm. if you, do you know what the command position is in Black Sect Feng Shui? It's where you have the widest view of the door I do. of that room. Okay. So actually, I mean, it's easy for me to come to your house because we both live in the same place, basically. Mm-hmm. So I can actually come and, and actually help you reposition your desk if you wish. I mean, I'd be very right, happy right, to do right. that for yeah, you. Right, right, right. Yeah. No. But it sounds it sounds like your desk is not in the command position to me, and it sounds mm-hmm. like you definitely want it to be in the command position, especially since you want a, a fast promotion. Yeah. So, again, you want to have a water feature in that room where you're working that you're using as an office. And, you, and it also sounds like you want to um, treat the fame area because fame is reputation. It's how we're seen, how we choose to be seen mm-hmm. by the world. And it also has to do with actual fame, like rock star fame. Right. So I would like amp up your fame area at okay. home. What is your fame home. area? What is uh, what well, is it really that? depends again, like I you know, since I don't work with a compass, like I don't use the cardinal directions, I use mm-hmm. the uh, mouth of chi and and, the, and each doorway to orient the bagua. So I'd really either have to see a okay. floor plan or I'd have to see the actual space. Now I'm gonna tell you since I spoke to you like over a month ago, the very, very first time, you know. Uh-huh. Um I did read a little bit about feng shui, which I'm gonna tell you kind of amazed me that I didn't I didn't realize that a lot of times it is it's it's much better for the practitioner to like visit you know, which I know is probably the norm and everything, but they they have to get a little bit to know you also. Like, it, it, um, I remember reading something like, um, it, it, like some of it has to do with you and your, I guess, your personal, like how you live and what you're looking for and things like that. Like, there, there's right. not like kind of a set, you know, like. Um, you know, like don't have green in this room or oh, no, no, anything no, like no, that. No, yeah, not at all. Not at all. 
Because remember, we base everything on principles of chi and yin and yang and the millions of expressions of chi that Mm -hmm. we see in somebody's life. And, you know, as Reverend Michael said, he painted his his chapel purple and all this amazing stuff happened because that's a wealth color and he's expanding his business and drawing new people and opportunities. Now here, I'm going to tell you when I heard that, that is really amazing. That's an amazing thing to hear because you do sometimes look at, at certain people and you say like well why do they always have that or why this or why that mm-hmm. and my girlfriend Linda who um you know gave my resume to somebody she knew who how I got this job she said to me um I don't understand. I think there's, she said, there are some things that I've done for myself that I think for why um she said the one thing I've never ever had to worry about was money. And she said if I got into, if things were getting a little tight, something would always happen. In other words, like, she, something would fall in her lap, she would get a bonus, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything. She swears it's because since she was younger, she's, I mean, we're Catholic, you know, she's Catholic, I'm Catholic, whatever she said, but she's had, like, a thing for Buddha, <laughs> and she's had, she had Buddha all over her home. But guess what else? I mean, she may have like a really great money. She may have really great money karma. It could be because she's just open to possibility and that she has a strong connection to Buddha energy. Mm-hmm. But she might be doing really good intuitive feng shui that she doesn't even know she's doing. See, well, I do because she loves color and stuff. And like she just, um, she is getting promoted, but she had to move to Texas. Uh-huh. And she texts me before and sends me a picture, <laughs> and she says, I just bought this purple couch. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, and I, she was like, don't laugh at me, but I just bought this purple couch. I love it. And she texts me this picture of it. And then you started talking about the purple, and I was like, wow. Yeah, that's definitely wealth color. So you may want to bring some purple elements into your office. You may want yeah. to bring some purple, purple drapes or some purple silk flowers. or You know, there, there's like so many things that you can do to co-create what it is your your intentions are. Right. Now, are there things that, that we can um, – I'm going to say, like, be doing without knowing. Um, you know, sometimes, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say, like, even sometimes with the callers, you know, it's if somebody always has maybe something similar going on in their life, like they're always, you know, they go from like one bad relationship to the to the other, or you know, I had this job and then I lost it, then I got this job and then I lost it, and then, could there be something that they are um, like in the home or something that they're doing, or I you know I don't know how far you carry this in the car there you know we were laughing in the chat room because um at kundalini who's married she said my purse is a mess and i'm sure that's not good <laughs> well no seriously i mean you know there's some truth there if it's cluttered yeah. i mean you know and it's carrying your money which is your wealth i mean to some extent it's going to be affected um but getting back to your question i mean you know there's this is so multi-dimensional arlene that you'd really mm. have to consider like okay if someone is kind of sabotaging themselves, which is what it sounds like, like it's mm-hmm. completely unconscious, I mean, the first place you always look is clutter because, you know, regardless of how large or small the amount is, depending on where it is in the Bagua, those are the areas that are going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. You know, it could it could be that they have a really inauspicious desk position. They could be sitting at, at work with their back to the door, which is just like, you know, it brings up all those images of being stabbed in the back or talked about behind your back, and it's just a very weak position for professional success. Mm-hmm. They'd want to look at their desk position. They'd want to look at, at whether they're attracting benefactors or helpful friends. 
who right. will champion who will champion them like you know how your friend got your resume out there and then you got this great job. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. you must have a strong helpful friend squad because you got that to happen. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean these things these are symbolic sort of concepts and ideas for things that are very, very cosmic and universal in nature. Mm-hmm. And it can have anything to do with like the season of the year, to color, to shape, to organ systems to, you know, like so many different things are factored into a feng shui consultation. It's so much more complex than people really understand. Right. And so when you're looking at someone that has, you know, habitual patterns in their life, then you really need to look at their environment. It could be that they have, you know, to me it sounds like they're, they're to me like not even knowing these people, it sounds like they have their back to the door at work. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they have their own office or if they're in a cubicle, so they'd want to put like a mirror on their computer so they can see people coming in and out of the room so they have some more control over their environment because these people sound like they don't have, they feel like they have no control over their environment. Mm-hmm. Do you understand okay. what I'm saying? Right, yes. So, you know, a lot of this has to do with even you want your you want to have a command position of every room that you're in, especially the bed and especially the desk. Okay. So if you have your back to the door anywhere, even if it's your living room sofa, you're still going to be kind of like clueless to what's going on around you. So therefore, okay. you're missing all these opportunities or you're not seeing them when they appear. Right. Okay. And then the other question I have about the Bagua mirror, because I read this um, one time mm-hmm. when I was, you know, thought I was going to, like, try and do something myself in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I read that if you think that – I did go up through a very, I'm going to say, challenging time last year, even a little bit the year before, where, um, you know, and I told you about the issue I have with the nursing homes. I was telling you a little yes. bit of that when we spoke on the phone. But, um, you know, where people were, like, watching me, and I said, what, like, what is it? What is, you know, like that there's people knocking on my door. And it, so I was reading, and it said about the Bagua mirror, like, you can put it up against, up, uh, um, above your doorway outside, mm-hmm. and it keeps, like, the evil away and things like that. But then I read something that, was like um, a cautioning that because if you don't use it in the correct manner, it could really wind up doing the opposite or like bringing some kind of um, I hate to say like bad luck. I don't I don't know if I believe in all that type of thing. Right, right. I, I think we create things for ourselves yes, sometimes. Exactly. And, yeah. But um, so I don't. You know, I was just wondering about that. Not that I went and did it or anything, but I thought about it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there, there are also things like you know we we were always, right now we're talking about adjustments. You know, mm-hmm. transcendental and practical adjustments, which are very, very powerful. But sometimes, you know, you actually need to address the land itself. You need to address mm-hmm. the apartment or the home itself. Because as I was saying to Reverend Michael, you know, there's an emotional charge that's left in energy imprints from prior owners and occupants. Mm-hmm. So the people that you're talking about, you know, rented a home where there was domestic violence or habitual, you know, job loss or financial mm-hmm. problems. If you don't space clear that, you're inheriting those patterns. Right, right, right. You're like stepping into the other person's trauma because it wasn't cleared, okay? Mm-hmm. So like, and just to let you know that, that this is beginning to be taken very seriously by realtors, especially on the West Coast, is that they make this a condition to the sellers that they need to space clear their homes before they, they put it on the market, because that's how seriously people are starting to take this stuff. Right, right, yeah. So, you know, I would I say... I do, I use sage and stuff like that, but, you know, I didn't, you know, I mean, after I did that, well, like, one of the first times, and I read about the clutter, like... <laughs> In other words, like, you know, yeah, it's you're not like going to... You're like child for, for clutter clearing. Yeah, I know, right? I just, like, lost everything at once, kind of freaked out, and I didn't... 
<laughs> yeah, but you know what? There's something. There was something you're responding to intuitively about your possessions or about the home that you had at mm-hmm. that time. But if it's the same one, it was like you know what? I'm just like clearing the decks completely, and I'm starting over. Yeah. So I do think know, that that's what I did. Yeah, and I think I knew I was going to be starting over, and I just kind of like helped it along. <laughs> it was really radical, but it was really powerful because, you know, didn't you just say earlier that you have, like, the best job you've ever had now? Yes, I do have the best job that I've ever had now. So, I mean, I, I had an awesome job with Mark. I worked there for 30 years, and, you know, God bless that I made, like, you know, I had some, I'll say for the time I was there, you know, it, it fed me, it, you know, paid my bills, I did well, and enabled me to save money. You mm-hmm. know, Richard got sick, I had money in in the bank, and, you know, I was able to you know, use it all. <laughs> I went through it all, but use wow. it all to like do a lot of things for him. And you know, during that time and everything. And um, I have to say, you know, it it definitely gave me a lot of skills and you know and everything else. And I I managed a lot of people. And uh, you know, which is probably why I have this job today. But I worked mm-hmm. really, really hard. I mean, six, seven days a week, ten, twelve, fourteen hours a day. I traveled in four states. And um, I did that for a really long time. And um, I think that now I'm like, I'm making more money and I'm working at home and not working nearly as hard. Well, that's that's the sort of gift that you're given for everything that you're doing and everything that you've done in the past and your willingness just to release sort of like all the places where you may have been stuck without even consciously seeing it. Mm-hmm. So you're responding on like a deeper energetic level, and you just said, "Okay, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm giving myself a brand new, sparkling white, clear canvas to paint my life on now, and that's what you're doing." Yeah. So it is pretty amazing, and I do think there's something to all to all of this because if I look back, even for myself, you know, I say like, you know, places where my weight was up, and then you know, when I lost the weight, and you know, over like since Richard's been sick, I put like a, just a little bit of weight on, not like tremendous mm-hmm. but you know enough to make me go like oh, i just want to like lose this 10 15 20 pounds whatever you know uh-huh. but um it's still and i when i look back and i and i even over the just the past few years and i think about my surroundings and everything i say to myself hmm <laughs> yeah well there were things our life i mean you know the, the, whatever it is that we're doing in our lives we can see it reflected somewhere in our living and work environment yeah yeah you know, so and it can be auspicious, and it can, and it can be inauspicious. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we're, we're like whether we're feng shui practitioners, or if we've had a consult, or we read books. I mean, we're always doing feng shui. It's, it happens all the time, and it's like and, until you start getting really intense clutter, or you have some major thing happen in your life, you may not even consider the impact that our home or our, right. or our work environment has on us. But we spend so much time in these places mm-hmm. that, of course, it's going to have an effect on us. Yeah, definitely. So I'd rather be a co-creator and use the tools that I have to make my my home beautiful and dynamic and support my success rather than just kind of let it kind of turn into some like really weirdly cluttered chaotic place that totally drags me down. So Right. Yes. Yeah, and that's true. And and Juanita who came on before, she's right in the room. Yeah, look where I'm li- look where I'm living whatever, but she um and it does. It can do something to you. So she feels stuck, but she's living in a place where you know, she doesn't feel has good energy. It doesn't kind of like it doesn't align with her. And mm-hmm. it's but she's big, probably it outgrown it like you outgrew you outgrew yeah. your place on some very deep level. She sounds like she's outgrown her place. Yeah, it becomes a vicious cycle. So yeah, 
Yeah. But with, the good anyway. news with black sex feng shui is that Master Lin said, you know, like the jo- okay, I'm going to backtrack for a second. The joke in China with feng shui consultants is that if a feng shui consultant comes, pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with black sex feng shui, Master Lin always finds transcendental solutions that will get you to the next place in your life so that your life expands and you can make another choice that will get you to mm-hmm. the next important place in your life. It's never like a lost cause or doomed, mm-hmm. whereas the the traditional compass school practitioners, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their thing is basically, by the time you call them in, it's like, it's kind of over, and there's really not, you know, they can give you things to do, but they, they'll very often recommend, you know, you should move. Right. And it's not, always, it's not always possible for people to move. Like, sometimes you get lucky and you can, or your life is lined up in such a way that you have something to move towards. Mm-hmm. But if you really cannot move, then you've got to find another way to go. You know, you've got to find a, a transcendental way, something where you're using, like, different principles of shamanism to, you know, align you even if it's for a temporary period of time until, you know, the next opening appears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> sounds exciting, Arlene. I think it sounds fantastic that you've got this uh, Yeah, job. I know. I think, it's, I think it's exciting that I got through all of it. Yeah, it <laughs> all is. Of that, right, but... really. there's, there's a book there, my dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so and I so I thought that this was great for everybody because, I mean, I know I have all these questions myself, and when I look back, I'm going to say I'm guilty, guilty, guilty. Talk about, like, uh, when there's all no these gu- things started to come And when things started crashing down for me, you know, I would call for reading after reading after reading after reading after reading. But then, you know, I say sometimes, you know, and the readings are good, but... And we all go away. I think that we're all intelligent people. If you're calling for a reading, there's mm-hmm. something you're, you're aligned somehow where you um, have that belief, or you're on that energy level, you know, where um, I hate to say you're a little different than the average, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to use those kind of words. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I say to myself, why, like, why did I keep calling for the same reading? But then you're like, you're scared to do something. And sometimes you leave it and you say, okay, now I know what I'm going to do, but Sometimes if you can just, maybe it doesn't have to be for that, but if you can take a little bit of a different step and say, what mm-hmm. can I do even in my own house to create, you know, something, even if it's right down to go and buy this kind of shirt or this kind mm-hmm. of blouse or this kind of skirt or do the, you know, something, if you make that one move, it it kind of gets things moving. So that's exactly. where I thought that this was good. So, you know, that's why I thought, like, well, people who call for readings, you know, like, I call for readings. So that, and then I'm, now I'm saying, now what can I do next, you know, for, for myself? Or if that person who didn't get that job yet, you know, okay, I'm sending out resumes and I'm not, you know, nothing really seems to be coming around. So what can I do around my environment that maybe can change the energy around me? Well, I mean, again, it's it, you would look at the areas of the Bagua that symbolize career benefactors who are the people who are in the position to give you a job or get your name out there. You mm-hmm. look at fame because that's reputation. It's how you're seen by the world and how you choose to be seen by the world. <coughs> and it's also fame and, of course, wealth. Right. So you want to look at different guas in the Bagua and then, you know, kind of energize all of them. You know, set your intention because intention in black sect is very, very important. It's kind of like... Mm-hmm. The rocket fuel, you know, if if you have like a really clear vision and you do the adjustments and the cures with sincerity, with passion, 
and with clear intention, your chances of the things working out really well, like, exponentially increase. Right. You know, it's sort of like doing a treasure map. It kind of helps you focus what it is that you want for your life. Yeah. And then, of course, you do the adjustments. But I've got to say, like, you know, when people's backs are really against the wall, I mean, you know, you start with the basics. You look around your home to see if there's clutter. You eliminate the clutter because then the energy starts to move. Like you're talking about the initiating point of the movement that then starts freeing up things so the opportunities can come through. Right. So you look around, you start moving the clutter, you eliminate the clutter, then you may be space clear because there may be, like, residual energy patterns that aren't even your own that are influencing you. Mm-hmm, hmm and believe yeah. me, I mean, I can speak from experience about predecessor Chi because, you know, I bought this place down in South Jersey. And I, I mean, that's like a whole hour and a half conversation right there. It's just crazy, <laughs> the stuff that's gone on in that place. <laughs> like, when I say crazy, I mean crazy. Mm. Like, I'll give you a quick example. Like, this girl, that when I, when I bought it, I moved in. And I she was this really cute girl. She was living with her boyfriend. And it turns out that, like, she was a hooker and he was a pimp. And, like, I had no idea. And, like, everybody in the entire building knew except me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that was, like, a whole intense drama. I mean, it worked out and everything was fine, but it was, like, what? <laughs> mm, yeah. So, I mean, it was, like, those were imprint, imprints that were there that I had to completely, like, space clear the place a million times. Mm-hmm. And it's not a judgment on her being a hooker. It's just, like, it was a quality of life that was really chaotic. Right. You know, and there's all this weird stuff going on in the apartment. So, like, you know, it's really important to acknowledge that, you know, there may have been people living there before you got there that may have been living a life that included financial difficulties or domestic violence or whatever it is that you Mm -hmm. a thousand times you don't want to take on as part of your life. Right, right. So you definitely want to space clear. Then once you've done those two things, which are really foundational, then you start doing the adjustments. Then you look at the guas and you start activating the different guas, say for these a couple of people have called with similar issues, so it would be like helpful friends. Mm-hmm. Career, wealth, and fame. Those are the ones that I would look at, like, right away. Right. And I bet you anything, if they do that, they're going to get results. They're going to get shifts. They're going to get opportunities coming through. Mm-hmm. Their world is going to get bigger. They're going to start feeling, like, more confident. Because a lot of the things, when you go through stuff like this, you kind of lose your confidence, too. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So all of that helps with how how you feel about yourself. Because fame is not just how other people see you. It's how we see ourselves. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for all the information. <laughs> oh, it was a pleasure. It was so much fun. I know. Thank you, Michael, for letting me come on. <laughs> oh, thank you, my dear. Hopefully okay. you got a lot of useful information to straighten out some of the situations in your life. I did. <laughs> and Arlene, seriously, if you would like me to come and check out I your I will. Home, I am going to. I'm going to I'm contact really happy you. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, definitely call I will. Me. That's great. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. You're very welcome. All right. Very useful information. Oh, thank you, Reverend Michael. So, and um, I'm not sure if you touched up on it. Uh, how long have you been doing uh, this kind of work, working with feng shui and all? I've been doing this professionally for 11 years. What got you into doing um, feng shui? Um, okay, so my background professionally is pretty much exclusively performing arts, visual arts and design, and alternative healing and metaphysics. And I was working um, as a dancer, as a professional dancer for several years, jazz and modern. And a lot of the girls that I knew were like going to law school or becoming professional rolfers. So I started getting really involved in alternative healing and taking tons and tons of classes. 
and I became a shiatsu practitioner, and I went to the Ohashi Institute of Advanced Shiatsu Studies in New York City. And then from there, I got interested in um, feng shui, and I started taking classes in feng shui. And one day I was in a feng shui class, and I go, you know, this is exactly the same as shiatsu because the principles are identical. So I go, you know, I have a design background. You know, I have an interior design background. I have a graphic design background. I go, I really love this stuff because it kind of combined different passions. And so I just started doing it, and it just kind of took off, so... And your whole world has been totally different ever since. It really has been. But I've got to tell you, like, I used to have a really, really bad temper, and I used to have, like, real anger issues and stuff. And I still have a temper, but, you know, the more that you do this work and the more that you meditate and the more that you do transcendental cures and the more that you kind of have a deeper understanding of energy in a, in a bigger context, all of a sudden, you know, it really does transform you. I can't tell you like how many areas of my life have completely changed in positive ways because of doing this work. You know, it's just it's just amazing. It's it's, it's really a life path. Like people will hire a consultant, and the consultant will come in, and maybe they'll do it like you know, once a year, once every six months, and they'll, they'll kind of forget about it. But you know what? This is a life path. You know, like doing lifelong meditation or doing martial arts, and the deeper that you go on the path the deeper the transformation. So um, how often do you think people should go ahead and do um, do the feng shui around our house and all? Well, you know, it's really good for when you have major life changes or transitions, like career transitions or if you're getting married or divorced or, you know, if there's a physical illness or something like that. You know, you always want a space clear in between consultations you know, some people do it every six months. Some people do it, like, every couple of years. But um, it's really a dynamic process. So you have to look at your life and see, you know, if you want to make changes. It's great for helping people create change in their lives. But it's also really great as your life changes to do it because it's, you know, like you're seeing with your church and that additional room, I mean, that's a great metaphor because you're – careers is expanding and your you know your church base is expanding and you're doing feng shui which is like a really intuitively brilliant choice so i would use it in that way you know as you're going through transformations in your life you can use it to support the transformation and you can also use it to create the transformation cool i'll definitely be um telling people to get a bunch of questions ready and we'll have you back on the show again real soon and we'll We'll talk more about feng shui and take some other callers. And oh, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. Thank you so, so, so much for including me on your show. I just love your show. It's great. Oh, it's, it's been fun having you on here, and um, and it was interesting too because um, sometimes uh, it's you know we all know life is crazy, and I kid around and I tell everyone that Arlene's the boss. I just run the show, <laughs> you know, and do things. Um, and a lot of times I don't know about um, you know she'll tell me oh we're having this guest on that one and I forget. And then when I see the show coming up, and it's like, all right, well, you know, good topic, and I got a list of uh, routine questions that I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because today I was uh, doing a sermon over at the center, and I was talking about um, feng shui and about um, using it to clear your energies and to go ahead and uh, change things. Excellent. So it was kind of really interesting that I went ahead and talked about that, and then when I uh, 
saw her text message to remind me about the show tonight, and I was like, ooh, it's kind of strange that I talked about feng shui earlier in the day. Yeah, but it's sort of it's in your in your orbit right now. Yes. You know, so that's probably why I appeared. It's it's just kind of how it works. Now, um, do you also uh, do anything according to the certain times of the year when you do this, or it doesn't really make any difference? Well, I mean, the thing about feng shui that I do, which is black sect, is that there's so much intuition involved. I mean, there is a lunar calendar that we work with for auspicious dates that I would recommend to people, and I can, you know, email that information to Arlene if she wants to send it to your list. I can do that for you. But it's it's always good to get as much support with whatever you're doing in feng shui as you can. So if it's working with auspicious lunar cycles, that's a really good idea. I mean, they say that the times to do, like, releasing work and letting go work is, like, the fall and winter. And that the the, the um, best times of year for, like, initiations or new beginnings is, like, the spring. And then, you know, the abundant period is summer when everything's kind of growing and um, expanding. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an intuitive thing. You know, like you wouldn't want to start a new business in the dead of winter because the energy doesn't really support it. But you could come up with the ideas for a new business in winter, but you might want to initiate it like maybe February-ish, like in the new the new lunar calendar year. So, yes, that's a very good point. Okay, yeah, even if you're doing something that's like, um, you know, to do with the beach or something like that, you can still go ahead and start it in the wintertime and then really get it um, – all straight out feng shui and up and running by the time summer gets here. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, there are certain seasons and cycles of energy that support things, and that's kind of what you want to line up. We were talking about the alignment earlier. Like, this all comes from cosmic sources. This all comes from, like, shamanic sources, which is our deep connection to nature and the sacred energies of the earth. I mean, this is really beautifully poetic and profound, you know, and when you approach it from the transcendental level, I mean, both are incredibly important. You need both yin and yang aspects of feng shui. But the transcendental part is the part that sort of includes all the mystery, like the mystery aspects and the kind of deeper aspects. And that would include like the sort of cycles of of nature and, you know, certain times of year or, you know, doing things under certain lunar cycles. I mean, there's so many awesome adjustments for feng shui. It's amazing. And some of them are extremely advanced. I mean, I, I would listen to Master Lin, you know, give sacred adjustments and cures when he would give workshops. And my mind was just, like, constantly being blown by how incredibly complex and amazing they were. Like, you know, you can actually help a woman have a child who's infertile without having to do fertility treatments with feng shui. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is absolutely amazing. Like, we look at it basically because Americans tend to look at, like, the nuts and bolts aspect of things because we're kind of, you know, practical in certain ways. But there are very deep levels of things where you can actually help to call in the spirit of a child with certain, you know, tantric Buddhist shamanic principles, and it really works. So I'm, like, constantly amazed at this. I just love it so much. Well, it's been very helpful tonight. I learned uh, quite a bit as well. And uh, once again, how can everyone reach you for private one-on-one consultations? That's what you call them, consultations? Yes. Okay. Yes, they're called consultations. Thank you. Um, Okay, so my um, website is colorpriestess.com. That's C-O-L-O-R-P-R-I-E-S-T-E-S-S. 
And if you want to email me with any questions or, you know, I can help you out with any, you know, adjustments or cures for your home or office, you can reach me at info at colorpriestess.com. So I'm more than happy. If anyone has any follow-up questions from this um, show or anything, they're more than welcome to contact me. I'd, I'd love to help. Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's been an honor and pleasure having you on here, and, and hopefully you'll be wanting to come back and do oh, the show absolutely. again. Oh, absolutely. Likewise, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited. I love your energy. I love your show, and I'm really ecstatically happy that you included me in this. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, dear. Well, you have yourself a beautiful evening, and uh, we'll talk again very soon. Okay, likewise. Thank you, Reverend okay. Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, don't forget, everyone, uh, get a hold of Melissa on her website and let her know how much you appreciate her being here because, you know, this is all part of metaphysics. Uh, yeah, readings are wonderful. It helps you get going. But to be honest with you, if your energy is out of whack, you can get readings after readings after readings after readings after readings, and you'll get the same information about what could possibly happen. But unless you change the energies, it's you're, you're you're like spinning on ice. You're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to keep on going and going and going. And that's why we tell you, if something is stopping you, it's because you have an energy block someplace. And feng shui can definitely help you release those blockages, help you to go ahead and clear out the things that are uh, blocking you and um, stopping you from moving forward. And once you go ahead and put them into uh, into work and all, then you will be amazed at the changes that take place in your life. So, you know, I know a lot of you are like, oh, I wanted a reading, I wanted a reading. Well, you know, a lot of times this is really important because, you know, we add this on top of a wonderful reading and look out world because you're going to be a force to reckon with. And don't forget to visit our website, be the light, com. And until tomorrow night, everyone, have fun, be good, and know this, know that you are loved. Melissa loves you, Rich loves you, Arlene loves you, Ron loves you, Cheyenne loves you, Darby loves you, God loves you, and so do I. Good night, everybody.